everybody, C-Note here, a.k.a. Christian Rivera, bringing you dopamine, the show that is always reminding you that a friendly reminder isn't always friendly. I don't, I don't know. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about ADHD, um, particularly ADHD's misconceptions. It's talking about some of my own misconceptions, but also sharing with you uh, the fact that I'm on this newfound journey to learn about whether or not uh, I have it myself. And it's something that is potentially something that could replace my uh, my understanding of my mood disorder, or being an introvert, or uh, being an INTP on the Myers-Briggs system, or basically anything that has been causing me difficulty for the last 32 years of my life. Um, I'm hoping that at some point it can, you know, that that it if I do learn this, that it can give me some guidance. So there's a lot to talk about here and break down, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy the show. Let's hit the button and do the thing. Drums, Hey everyone, before we get started with the show, I wanted to give you guys a quick two-minute tip on how to start your own podcast. Uh, first of all, you should get involved with Anchor, so go to anchor.fm and set up your podcast there because it is absolutely the easiest way to get set up. But if you're not sure of how to even go about that, you can sign up for the course at cnote.thinkific.com, and that goes through the sign-up process, the setup process, naming your podcast, and doing all the things. Today's tip is I wanted to share the some of the introduction of that podcast course, which involves defining your why, your mission, and your goals. What are the and what is the difference between the three? Uh, essentially, your why is what you think about every single day that motivates you and drives you to continue to do this podcast. Your mission is more specifically what you hope to get or rather your why is what you hope to get out of the podcast. Your mission is what you hope your audience will get out of the podcast, what you would like them to take away from your topics, your manner of speaking, everything that you're putting out there into the world. What do you hope that they get from it? And your goals are a little bit more of the hard data and facts that go into uh, defining how you make your adjustments as you go, adjusting your SEO, adjusting your marketing to try to reach the numbers that you want to reach, the number of listens, the number of subscribers, things like that. So that pretty much covers like the first chapter that I go into much more depth into on the podcast course. So cnote.thinkific.com to check out the podcast course. And uh, let's uh, get back on to the show. Listen to the 48 Hours Podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. I've got kids, and that means it's always about them. 
But I need support too. That's where Ollie comes in with their delightful, hardworking gummies. My partner and I can actually get a good night's sleep, so we'll both stand a chance of managing our stress responses. Even when the kids are doing parkour in the living room, discover Ollie vitamins and supplements. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Okay, welcome to the show. Uh, today I wanted to talk about ADHD and some of the misconceptions about ADHD. Um, and you can consider this the sort of first step that I'm taking in my personal journey to learn more about whether or not I, ha I have ADHD. Um, I'm 32 years old and I'm pretty sure that I've been dealing with some form of this for a very long time, but right now not some form, but I've had ADHD, but I can't say for certain, and I'm not coming out here saying for certain. So there's kind of a few disclaimers that I want to go into this episode with. One, that I do not have diagnosed ADHD, so I am speaking of from a place of someone who is more so philosophizing and um, sort of uh, uh, um, reframing or reworking some of the research that I've done personally and just trying to inform uh, the layperson, the person who likely hasn't thought about ADHD um, and, and what it actually is and what it entails, and just kind of give you the, the courage and the perspective to want to go learn a little bit more about it, especially if you have someone in your life that you know has ADHD or, some, or, or someone who suspects that they might. You can maybe give them a little bit more, uh, a little bit of insight, but still approaching I'm still approaching this episode from a place of ignorance. I don't know a lot about it. And this is literally just me talking after a few hours of research this morning. Um, and also watching and listening to, there was, um, there's a YouTube channel called how to ADHD. And, um, I can't remember the girl's name, but she's like quirky and adorable and fantastic and really great at conveying these concepts of ADHD and you know what it means uh, what it, what it means in the current scope of the world, what, what the current understanding of ADHD is and helping people to learn and assess whether or not they might have it, but also speaking from a place of not being a doctor and not being someone who can diagnose someone. So I want to approach it from a similar angle, um, as someone who might have ADHD, but I'm not really sure. And but even from my little bit of research, I learned a little bit about ADHD that I did not consider before. And some things that relate to my life that I'm hoping will help me figure out if I do have this so it can give me a little bit more direction. Because right now, what's going on in my life is I've been dealing with a lot of these crossed wires in terms of my my perception and my problems in life. I've had a lot of issues with relationships in my past and jobs. I, I haven't had, I haven't had a, the ability to keep a job for a very long time. Um, relationships don't last. Um, and I've always felt like in order to 
succeed in life or in order to really just continue to live that I've had to think differently than the masses and continue to lean into that. And anytime I try to consider myself normal or neurotypical in any kind of way, I, I start to feel like I'm falling apart and like I don't fit into the mold. So for me, that's been exploring, that's been exploring my introversion. That's been exploring my, sorry, keep, ah, I haven't had much water yet, so my throat's a little dry. (laughs) I probably should do that before I do this episode, do these shows. Um, But um, what was I talking about? I was talking about, okay, my, so exploring different avenues, different cross wires that I have going on right now, which include my introversion, being an INTP in the Myers-Briggs system, um, and exploring my cyclothymia, which is not... It, it's been it's been diagnosed by my my previous therapist. She said that it, that's likely what I have, but not officially in terms of a long term diagnosis. So I need to be clear about that, and I need to be clear about that with myself too, um, to not accidentally own my condition that I do or do not or may or may not have. So I'm still being open and honest about that. And I'm a human being. I make mistakes. So um, that's part of the disclaimer too. I am not a therapist. I am not a licensed person. I am not a doctor. Um, this is just meant just like all of this show is to encourage you to want to do your own research and to sort of approach things from a logical and and philosophical perspective and hoping that you can learn some things that way. Anyway, so to go into the misconceptions here, there are really three things that stick out to me as, as clear misconceptions. And the, the first one is that those with ADHD are lazy because they do not understand, uh, they meaning people who are uh, uh, outside of ADHD, they don't understand that ADHD, those dealing with ADHD are, are, are expending a lot of energy all of the time. Their brain is nonstop, it's go, go, go. Um, and it, there's a lot of daydreaming, there's a lot of stumbling, brain stumbling as it were, uh, to try to force focus in particular areas of life, you know, when it comes to like taking care of your day-to-day like chores or writing a paper or doing the day-to-day work that you have to do, um, the things that neurotypical people take for granted, the, the ability to focus and do the things that you, you really don't want to do, but still have the ability to focus and do them, uh, is, you know, that all leads to the misconception that ADHD people are lazy because they don't handle their responsibilities seemingly. And, um, that couldn't be further from the truth. They're basically, it's, it's like, it's like seeing someone dancing and they're, they're, they're dancing their heart out. And someone says, you need to dance harder. And the other person is dancing, uh, seemingly better, but (laughs) it's just like, you need to focus on uh, you need to realize that this person is trying their absolute best and because it doesn't look like they're trying their best that, you know, you're, you feel like you have the ability or you have the freedom to judge them in that sense. And, um, that's just not, not accurate. Um, and after all, because my descriptions of things are going to be fairly rudimentary sources to check out. The next would be that they're stupid. And I'm just going to jump into third also, which is that ADHD, um, uh, diagnoses are only of those that are hyperactive. And 
the one thing that I really learned this morning is that ADD is not really a thing anymore. ADD is now, you know, type one ADHD, which is, um, I forgot to write these down. So hopefully I'll try to remember them. Um, so the first one is about inattention. The second one is about, uh, hypersensitivity or, or no hyper hyperactivity rather. And the third one is nation of the two. So for me personally, I've dealt with all three of these in my life and, um, which is, which are things that, you know, obviously it would just be number three, a combination of the three, <laughs> but, um, uh, I've, I've had this in, in the sense that number two, again, with the hyperactivity is more about impulsivity. So I should be clear about that. So the first is inattention, which is basically not being able to focus. The second is, is, uh, uh, hyperactivity mixed with the, um, with the uh, impulsivity. And then the third one being a combination of those things, um, which is likely what I feel like I have. Um, but I don't know, again, I'm not diagnosed, but throughout my life, I feel like I've had issues with, uh, you know, daydreaming consistently in the midst of conversations, important conversations. Um, I've had trouble with even some of the interviews that I've done on here. I've been very, very anxious about the interviews that I do with people because, uh, I'm scared that I'm just going to lose a big chunk of the conversation and not how to not know how to to rebound. Um, I had a lot of difficulties in school. Um, certainly wasn't able to focus. I was able to focus better when I was like drawing and keeping my my lizard brain at bay, as it were. And um, I mean, again, these are all little things, but and, and things that a lot of people can relate to. So that's the hard part, and that's the thing that I'm trying to be clear about is the fact that I've need to go figure out, you know, from a, an official therapist and doctor, um, whether or not this is true, because some people can see some of the symptoms of ADHD and, and say like, Oh, that's me. I must have ADHD. And I'm definitely not saying after a few hours of research this morning that I definitely have ADHD. That is not how that works <laughs> and not how that works for anyone. Um, anyway, I've been kind of bouncing around a little bit, so I apologize for that. But, um, and then the stupid part of it, you know, the lazy, stupid, and hyperactive, the misconceptions of that are, are frustrating because the, the neurotypical aspect of life of, of, of people is the assumption that because everyone thinks, uh, a lot of people think the same way that a different way of thinking is wrong. And it's, it's not about working harder to be better at something, but for someone who's dealing with ADHD, you have to think a little bit differently and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just a matter of what the consensus is. Like if, if, if society was filled with more ADHD types of people, that would be considered the the normal and quote unquote neurotypical people that we consider normal today are not normal. Uh, I'll probably end up doing another episode on that because I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a philosophical rabbit hole to go down. But the point is that the perception that ADHD people are lazy or stupid or only hyperactive is incorrect. And I would hope that you could take the time if you've under, if you felt like you've, you've had this misconception to do a little bit of research or at least go check out how to ADHD and watch one or two videos, literally 20 minutes of your life to learn a little bit more about why that is the wrong conception to have. Um, 
So when I go back to this notion of not working harder, but working differently, or not thinking, uh, uh, try, not trying to focus more, but trying to, to adjust your life and trying to find ways to, to acknowledge your way of thinking and adjust your life to it. And, and that's kind of one of the, the big things that I focus on on this show, is that no matter how you think, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, ADHD, cyclothymia, bipolar, whatever it is that you're dealing with, OCD, like the reality of what is going on with you is the reality of what's going on with you and, and the reality of your life and the reality of how you cultivate the life around you. So if you're a person that is suffering from any of these difficulties and trying to live the life of a neurotypical person, you're going to run into difficulties. You're going to feel lazy. You're going to feel stupid because you're judging yourself based on a different criteria. And I emphasize the word different because it's not about being quote unquote normal or quote unquote weird. It's about simply being different from the neurotypical. And typical is probably the better word than normal because I think normal is something that we feel like we should strive towards. Whereas typical is a little bit more clinical. It's a little bit more like, yes, this is just the information. This is what is in the world. This is what it is. You know what I mean? So it's the same way when you're thinking about ADHD, it's like, you're not working harder. You have to just think a little bit differently or work differently. You have to adjust your life to those things and start to train yourself to come up with, with patterns and ways of doing things a little bit more automatically. You know, if you're having focus issues where you're not able to take care of your life's responsibilities, you need to find ways to trick yourself into doing those things or to do it in a way that is, is, is right to the next. And again, I encourage you to go check out how to ADHD because she talks about stuff in a little bit more detail and a little bit more from specifically the ADHD perspective. Um, but a lot of these things, uh, are, are really interesting to me because these are things that I've been implementing in my life and I feel like I've had to implement into my life in order to continue to succeed and to continue to be a person that, uh, that exists <clears throat> and doesn't fall apart. So I'm going to continue to share what I can about my personal journey as I learn more about whether or not I've actually been uh, uh, dealing with it, with ADHD. Um, but you know, <clears throat> some of the some of the symptoms that I've read about and heard about have been uh, generally a lack of focus. Um, sometimes there's a hyper focus. You can get really really intensely focused on something. <clears throat> oh, my voice. Jeez. You get really intensely focused on something and, and, and lose a sense of time. So a poor sense of time is another sort of, um, I don't even want to call it symptom, but a characteristic rather of someone who's dealing with ADHD. And there's a ton more than that, but that's simply all that I wrote down right now. And in terms of the poor sense of time, um, ADHD types are typically thinking of time as like now or not now, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I am really obsessed with this thing and I really just want to do it and nothing else can get in my way and I will do it for as long as I want to. 
and hours could go by and you might miss out on certain things or you might you might skip appointments or you might cancel appointments or you might you know things like that most likely skip appointments or not now which means like generally putting it off just saying not today and it doesn't mean I'm going to do it tomorrow at 12 p.m. or I'm going to do it the next day or whatever it just means like not now which is something that I'm doing my best personally and again I'm being careful to not relate myself specifically to someone who's dealing with ADHD because I don't know yet, but I, um, I have an issue with keeping a schedule. Like when I do these episodes, I do them. I don't, I don't have a set time for doing them. I don't have a set time. If, if I didn't have like methods to keep a schedule or to schedule these on anchor, like I, I likely would not do it at all. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just not the best at keeping things in my brain and keeping track of things that way. I have to write things down for sure. Um, but again, that doesn't qualify me for ADHD particularly. There's a lot of things there, but I was doing the best that I could to relate it to my situation. Generally, as far as I understand now or not now is kind of one of the key things that, that ADHD types think about. And you know, the last thing to consider when you're trying to build, when you're trying to cultivate a growth path for, you know, living with ADHD, one of the most important things to consider is the feedback loop. And one of the things that has really stuck out to me about my considering myself uh, as someone who might have ADHD is that I, I had a lot of difficulties when I was a kid with focus, of course. Um, but when it came to video games, I could focus very well and I could continue to, to do it all day and do it all the time. Even as an adult, I'm finding that like I kind of ignored video games and anything that was immediate, um, that, that involved immediate feedback. Um, I was ignoring that for quite a while and I was trying to work towards long-term goals. And when I was trying to work towards long-term things like that stuff tended to fall apart. And now that I'm bringing video games back into my life, I feel like I've had these moments of time where I could focus for quite a while, and it allows me to, to, to use those same sensibilities and understand why video games are so good for me, uh, and, and, and apply that into other areas of my life. <clears throat> so for instance, um, and, and well, before I get into the for instance part, what I'm really talking about is the feedback loop. And what ADHD sufferers are dealing with is a low internal dopamine reservoir, as it were. And like, we're not internally satisfied. We need external things to give us that feedback loop to continue to make us feel good about what it is we're doing and where we're going and, and things like that. Um, so video games are pretty consistent feedback loop. You press forward on the controller, the character moves. Boom. Awesome. Uh, enemy comes. You press the button. You jump on them. They're done. And you move forward. Great. Reward. You know, like, and, and you know, if you're a parent that knows that your, 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 your child has ADHD, understanding the fact that, like, rewards are what is more helpful than punishments is going to help with the nurturing of that child's relationship to themselves and to the world. 
that feedback loop is super important. And I think that's something that, again, another reason why I feel like this may be an important diagnosis for me to go seek out is that I have never responded well to negativity, to negative feedback. Like some people can be motivated by that. They can be motivated by bad things happening or being punished by something. Um, but that will just send me into an emotional downward spiral. Um, and, and it'll do the same thing for ADHD, those with ADHD. They will likely be hypersensitive to uh, emotional responses as well. And again, this is something that um, they talk about on how to ADHD. So I want to encourage you to, you know, while I appreciate you listening to me and the fact that I'm trying to be honest about the fact that I, I'm not sure about where I am in this journey, this is like a new thing for me. And that I'm just kind of talking and hoping that something makes sense, um, that I really just want to encourage you to do your own research and learn a little bit more because I'm hoping that there's something in within this podcast that you didn't know, and it'll encourage you to go learn a little bit more about it. And I think how to ADHD is one of the best ways to start learning a couple things. Like her videos are five to 10 minutes each. So absolutely go do that and watch a couple of them. And, um, and, and maybe that'll help you realize. And then if you start to feel like you're dealing with something or someone that's around you is dealing with something, you know, do seek professional help, get a therapist, realize it's going to take some time. Um, but there are ways to cope. There are ways to continue to, uh, live your life and to think differently and make adjustments and grow as a person. There's always a possibility to grow as a person and to continue to, to live with what we have to deal with individually. Um, and, and find ways to, to cultivate the life we want and to cultivate the support systems that we need and to create the positive feedback loop that we need um, if that is something that we need more of and, and things like that, you know. So um, I, I hope that was helpful in some kind of way. I hope I touched on all the things I really wanted to. I have no idea. But um, as I continue to learn more about this, to learn more about whether or not this is something in my life that is a consistent thing. Maybe it will replace my understanding of my mood disorder or understanding of, you know, the difficulties I face with being an INTP or an introvert, you know, and the, the point that I'm trying to get to here is that I'm always growing. I'm always changing. And I am also a person. And the reason I've done an episode recently about internet trolls and negativity and, um, and I'm starting to dive into misconceptions is that we're constantly learning and changing and growing. And that goes for neurotypical people as well. People that are not familiar with ADHD or OCD or bipolar disorder or anything that other people are dealing with. We all require, we all should require of ourselves to have a little bit more patience for ourselves and each other and what's going on in our world. Um, and each other's worlds and understand that every situation is different and um, to have a little bit more patience and respect for the journey that each of us need to go on to, you know, to, to be able to, to move forward in a way that is healthy and happy for not only ourselves, but our communities, for our families and for ourselves. So um, I hope that all made sense. I feel like I just like spoke for 23 minutes and I, I don't, nothing really 
I don't know what came out. <laughs> so if you learned something, let me know. Uh, hit me up at a, on a voice message here on Anchor, or you can reach me at Rival My Design on all my social channels. And uh, the podcast course is still up, so cnote.thinkific.com if you want to check that out. Uh, everything you need to know about podcasting from conception to execution, but there's also coaching angles in there as well, so you can learn a little bit about personal development and dealing with insecurities when it comes to your voice and ums and ahs and things like that. So with that being said, I hope you learned something today. I'm going to go into Starbucks. I'm going to get me some Chipotle also and eat me some food and try to focus on something. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But uh, I'll let you know again as I go through this journey to learn a a little bit more about myself. Um, Maybe there's there's something new that can completely come out of this. So um, I don't know how to end things. So I'm going to see you guys later. I hope you have a good one. Take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Mm-hmm.